imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Total Protonic Reversal. Protonic Reversal. Protonic Reversal with your host, Conan Neutron. Broadcasting from a secret underground lair in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Gigantic middle finger to everything that is rock about music, rock and roll, and corporate power. The thing is, though, if you don't like it, you're going to go on a killing spree shot Confidence of a hero or fool, I wasn't exactly certain which. Could not be more professional. That's like a science thing, right? Indeed, indeed, indeed. It is a science thing. It is a science place. It is a scientific fact. We are all up in your face. Welcome to the one, the only... Protonic reversal. That's right. Correct. Here we are again. Episode 156? I don't even know at this point. We're going to be welcoming one of my... One of my favorite guests of the show, as evidenced by the fact that I think he's been on the show seven times? Six, seven, maybe eight? I don't know. I'll figure it out during the music break. Uh, none other than Andrew Falcus, aka Falco from McCluskey, Future of the Left. Brilliant dude. Funny as hell. Incredibly talented. Just an awesome guy. And it should be a pretty good time. He's always a good time. Yeah, what is there to say? That should be awesome. I for folks that are doing, joining us for the first time, welcome, welcome, welcome. You are welcome. For folks that are not joining for the first time, uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. Thank you so much for supporting the show, sharing it around, letting people know that you like it. That's kind of how these things happen. Folks that find value out of it, that's really. Really awesome. Really appreciate that. There is a Patreon for people that want the episode sooner in podcast form. Right now, that's about the sole use for it. Dollar a month, uh, $12 a year. You get the episodes. We're not, we won't say immediately, but very soon. There are people that have been very impatient for something that is a labor of love and very free. So if you are, are someone that's interested in that, Patreon.com slash Protonic Reversal. Otherwise, no ads, no sponsors. No kidding. Yeah, uh, let's listen to a couple tunes. It's been a while since we had Falco on. We've got a lot to talk about, but let's go over the last Christian fitness record. Uh, a jammer like all the others. This is Hamsterland off Nuance the Musical. Goes a little something like this. <laughs>
bit at the end. Hamsterland. That's off of Nuance the Musical. The, oh, I don't know, fifth, four, fifth, fourth, fifth Christian fitness record. There's a lot of them. They're all great. They're all worth listening to. Uh, yeah, I can't remember the last one. When he was on last, I can't remember which one that is. Better figure that out pretty soon. Uh, let's listen to one more Christian fitness song, then a future of the left tune, and we'll be talking to Falco. Yeah. Let's listen to one off of Slap Bass Hunks. This is Bruce Hated Puppies. Radio Network. He thought they ran like fannies Many sighs took the prisoner's hand Many sighs took the prisoner's heart Many sighs Bruce hated puppies He cursed the row of pet shops Give the Labradors gluten-free pork chops Give the Bulldog Charvel headstocks They can play their own weddings They can play their own way Now Bruce, he's a lot of fun He's a lot of fun when he's not not a lot of fun The puppy thing isn't really representative The puppy thing isn't really representative Now Bruce, he's a lot of fun He's a lot of fun when he's not not a lot of fun The puppy thing isn't really representative The puppy thing isn't really representative He thought they barked to spite him Once or twice he was sure they had winked Once or twice he suspected a grin Once or twice Bruce hated puppies He cuts their heads from photos Give the terriers beehive hairdos Give the shih tzus tanning bears menus They can fix their own boilers They can comb their own coats Now Bruce, he's a lot of fun He's a lot of fun when he's not not a lot of fun The puppy thing isn't really representative The puppy thing isn't really representative Now Bruce, he's a lot of fun He's a lot of fun when he's not not a lot of fun The puppy thing isn't really representative The puppy thing isn't really representative The puppy thing isn't really representative The puppy thing isn't really... Crusaded Puppies from Slap Bass Hunks by Christian Fitness. Yeah. Records are good. You should get them on Bandcamp. They're, uh, they're, that's where, that's the only place you will, I think that is the only place you will find them. Pretty sure. Reasonably certain. 
goes straight to the artist. Uh, Falco's ostensible solo project, but it's a band. Originally, I was going to call it Tremendous Fence, and this show actually world premiered world premiered the song Christian Fitness, but he changed his mind on it, so I didn't technically get an exclusive. Not technically. <laughs> Future left. Running all over the way. there we go running all over the wicket and we are indeed running all over the wicket don't you love it when radio people try to like tie in a clever song title with being clever i i love it and by love it i mean i want to gouge out my eyes uh, with the rusty owl so online right now we have none other than than falco falco how are you doing man uh, i'm doing okay how are you did you did you make it back from your your shopping trip in one in one piece is this a privilege information should i not be sharing this <coughs> No, it's, it's fine. It's 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 not top secret. I went I went local and I went late. 
that's that's how I went in the end. But my earlier trip for a, like a big supermarket run for the first time in days was was a bit distressing. I'm, I'm doing my best, to, you know, like most people, to be as, as optimistic as possible. Uh, but it's very difficult when you go outside and see how people start to act when there's just a little bit of sun to be optimistic. So I decided <laughs> to just go back and hide. Right. until night fell and then if there's anything egregious going on well it's dark and i can't make out details so uh that seems that seems a lot better but i got i got pretty much everything i needed apart from uh apart from blueberries and uh and a particular brand of beer that i wanted so you know what it's gonna be all right with did, a huge, huge with, with a huge asterisk there Yes, yes, of course. And did you find that people were observing social distancing practices as, as London do? Uh, there, was, there, there was simply less, uh, fewer people around when it was dark. So by, by you know, definition of there being less people present, people were uh, being social distancing. It's like with anything, isn't it? People try and, people try and pin it on uh, pregnant mothers or joggers or couples holding hands. The common denominator running through everybody who doesn't observe social distancing is they're a dick, you know. <laughs> like, there's, there's, and you, you know, I've experienced. I've, I think I've experienced every every walk of life because I spend a lot of my time. Well, not a lot of my time, but every day I take our our two year old out for a walk so she can exercise. And we've had to. In that, it, it has got better as the days have gone on, but certainly in the first week and a half of what was laughably called a lockdown, I assume the lock is implied. Um, <laughs> we 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 had to uh, you know step out onto the road oh, 25, 30 times maybe to just to avoid people, you know, and no, again, no particular demographic, white, black, male, female, old, young, some oblivious, some pleased with what was happening you know there's one there's one guy around here and maybe I'm misreading the situation I try and have understanding of the best of times but there's some guy around here uh, who wears a Misfits t-shirt and at the end of at the end of this episode I'm at the very least going to have some very serious words with his fucking face so, <laughs> some little know. chin music perhaps <laughs> no listen I'm, I'm like Jack it's it's weird with, with with punching and all that stuff. It's it's easy to joke about it, but I'm a person where you know if you bring that kind of stuff into my life, like you, you're out of my life. It's it's the kind of thing you can joke about, but when you've had to, when at a time of, of a pandemic when people we actually know are dying, yeah, um, and somebody thinks it's fucking funny that me and my two year old have to move into a garden to avoid him, yeah, um, not funny. <laughs> No, it's, 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 it's not funny. And at the very least, I'm going to explain to him that any joke I have to explain isn't funny before I, you know. Anyway, that, that's the only time I've, the enjoyment he seemed to be garnering from the experience was, was something else for me, really. I, you, you kind of expect ignorance or obliviousness from the general population. Um, but there, there, are other, there are other levels of it, like a maliciousness and... You can almost guarantee that they're the people who will be the first to first to complain about other people's behaviour if uh, one of their one of their relatives succumbs to it or whatever. But anyway, let's try and be more. Let's try. We're all in this, so let's let's try and be more positive. He says entirely to himself. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's interesting that thoughtlessness 
<laughs> it goes, you know, it is not limited to any any credo, social class, uh, race, or intelligence level. It just, it's, no. it, it, it does seem to be something. It's worth noting, and one of the only good things, of course, there are no good things about this global pandemic is l- literally everyone's in the same situation. And yes. to not have that level of empathy towards treating that seriously personally makes me even more egregiously angry at the average human being than I am regularly, which is impressive because I'm <laughs> at a resting state, usually fairly angry. <laughs> you got, so you've got a resting, resting misanthrope face. Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. I'm the affable misanthrope though. So it's, it works out well. Like I, I mask it. Well, okay. excellent. Well, I mean, the thing is there are, there are people um, who don't value their lives. Right. And, and as a result, I mean, I've even come out of the house to go for late night runs. Um, I mean, Julia's convinced that I only go for late night runs to meet men and women in parks and have and have and have bizarre sex, you know, behind small European cars. As it's one not does. true. Just, yes, it's not true. I just, <laughs> it's not true. I just like to run. Believe it or not, it's it's something I I really enjoy. But on late night runs, I've seen. I mean, I've, I've seen many cars being broken into because I run late at night. None, I promise by myself. Um, I don't. I don't have the organisational skills. And anyway, I can't drive. I would. I would just be opening a car rather than stealing it. Um, but I've seen. You know. So I've. I've seen. I've seen some stuff in in my late night running. But uh, I have seen. Yeah. Three, four. Three, four people trying to steal cars in the last two weeks openly on the streets so all i'm saying is there's a certain part of society who lockdown doesn't those words don't register really because right. because they live they live at the edge of society and in in a sense you've got more understanding for those people um it's maybe the people who are slightly older uh who who are more vulnerable yes. to the virus? The, the vulnerable population. Their, their obliviousness is uh, at times. I, I don't know. It, it, you couldn't. You couldn't write these characters. The old woman <laughs> who wanders into the wanders into the middle of the park, walking a dog, and you just want to scream, "Go, go home!" Yeah, it seems. It seems as if half the people you see are are mid grade Stephen King characters in Chapter Two. Yes, um, and you know what? I've really, actually, I've really enjoyed some Stephen. I've really enjoyed Mr. Mercedes. I read read that recently. It's really good because, you know, it's less of the, it's less of, uh, I don't know, supernatural kind of element yeah. to it. But but there is the, uh, and he he is actually fantastic at characters. But there is sometimes in his stories that moment where the character does, I'm off, goes, I'm off to do something stupid. So there's a book. You go. <laughs> uh, Oh no! Don't go and see Chris the bad guy. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it won't oh, end no. well. I can only yeah, imagine. I went to see Chris the bad guy, and he didn't check if his gun was loaded. Oh no! I wonder. I wonder what's going to happen. Oh, I, I, I feel like everyone in Maine is constantly wandering off to an impending death by misadventure. They are, and writing a lot of books. <laughs> it's it's. You know, I have not spent that much time in Maine, but I, I can only imagine the death count being what it is, that uh, everyone's just constantly wandering off somewhere, you know, toward, towards a fog or a, a dark room or something along those lines. 
It's, it's horrible. It's horrible of me to be crit- critical, though, because Stephen King's brought a lot more joy, albeit by terrifying people, into the world than I have. So, you know, all, all I'm, and, and, and it's weird because sometimes you just got to realise, recognise in yourself that you don't know anything <laughs> i i really enjoyed it. i can't i can't even i can't even remember what book it was what stephen king book i really enjoyed it and i said to somebody but i just just don't buy a lot of the female characters this person happened to be female she said i think stephen king writes fantastic female characters and i'm like well you got you got more horses in that race so, <laughs> yeah, i was gonna say you, yeah. you speak from a position of authority and i will trust your judgment. yeah well maybe i did say that at the time what can I say? I'm, I'm t- I spend all day with a toddler. I'm always looking for interesting ways to present language to her. So, uh, yeah, and that's a, a believe it or not, I believe that was the the first uh, question that, that we had, which which was how was your shopping trip? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I was. I was. Tr- I was trying to place it in in my personal timeline when last time you're on. It's been a couple years, and I I I've st- I cannot remember for the life of me if you or the ambulance came out before or after that. And I want to say it came no, out I after. Just, I that. think I, th- I'm, I, th- I can't remember if the last time we spoke was just before, or just after you were moving. Yeah, I don't. It's it's. It, it, was, it was around that time. I mean, I have to excuse me. I don't keep a Conan diary, <laughs> um, but but there was. There was definitely some, you know, some moving going on or being recovered from. But yeah, I'm also I, I talk so much now. It's it's horrendous. <laughs> well, I, I'm let's operate under the under the auspices of that. You are the ambulance is the most recent Christian fitness record, and we did not yeah, in fact get the chance to talk about that. Let's go with that. Yeah, let's go with that. Uh, so that that's number six. Right, mm-hmm. there's six of, six of yes. these records. They're mm-hmm. all available on Bandcamp. Uh, they're yeah. not available on other services. Is that by no. choice or by lethargy? Uh, it's, it's it's partly because uh, I think Bandcamp Bandcamp's really great. Even if I do find the Bandcamp weekly a little bit, uh, uh, yeah, a little bit confusing. Mm. Um, but Bandcamp is a, is a com- I mean, I just don't don't have, see a problem with it. No. But no problem with and it, it's a weird thing isn't it because some people resent seem to resent people making a buck I've, I've got no problems with somebody making a good honest buck and other people you know doing the same thing as well I think it's 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 fantastic I, I don't really I'm sure there are issues uh, with it that I'm just not aware of yet because nothing is perfect but haven't found so, far, so, far. <laughs> so far it's you know it's fantastic I had a couple of little technical issues when we set up a label page rather than just an artist page which oh, did they annoy me no it was more of an irk than a fucking annoy I think um, I, I just got a bit pissed off for about four hours but um, and they did describe slap bass hunks as having slap bass on it which proves which proves which proves that nobody actually listened to it before right in the review you know that there's, there's always those it's like when, when a big fan in inverted commas writes a yeah writes a review of a show and and quotes three songs he didn't play yeah it's like oh yeah that's you know that's... and then you're like well well just just this and, and then the good review I think there was an enemy review which said we opened a future that left show with to hell good intentions, and I mean, it, it just you know it didn't it didn't happen, frankly. And 
it's almost fan fiction at that point, right? <laughs> well, no, it's almost. I don't really care. I was yeah. told to write. I was told to write a positive review of this band, yeah. and yeah. Uh, I, I can't. I can't just just say I got drunk and I stayed in. Just, yeah, you know, that's a be- that's a, it's a better review than a band I don't care about played some songs. It, it was loud. People liked it. We'd, the singer said something funny. Who cares? Yeah, we don't need speculative <laughs> hypothesis about we don't, what did or we did don't. not happen. Yeah, to just tell us about your lasagna. You know, <laughs> that would that would at least be an honest review. <laughs> yeah, try a bit of like Worcestershire sauce on it. You know, that's that's the kind of content I want in my music magazines. And to anybody of your listeners who don't know what a music magazine was, think of. Um, well, there used to be this thing called print media. <laughs> start, start there. <laughs> There's definitely a band in Portland called Print Media, isn't there? Uh, more than likely. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's entirely probable. Yeah, yeah. So, they'll do all the all the releases online, though. Ironically, because they're called print media. No? Oh yes, of course, because there would have to be the irony involved. Yeah. Mm. Bandcamp's very artist friendly. It's it's a nice it's a nice platform. I, I favor it myself. Yeah, it's fantastic. I, I know you do. You're you're a vocal proponent of, of Bandcamp. You have been well. You have been for longer than than I've been on it. So, um, yeah, it's, it's great. Seems seems nice. I've always got to try and find something negative in it, uh, but I haven't. I've searched and I've searched and I haven't found anything yet. So, fan fucking tastic. Let's let's have a let's have a balloon party. <laughs> so, since civilizations have risen and fell since last we. Spoke. I can't remember if we mentioned the fact that Nuance the Musical didn't have any guitars on it, right? It was. It, it, there's a couple of songs has it's have very some sparse. guitars on them. Yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of the the opener um, has some guitars on, and there's yeah, there's a couple of songs, but it it was very like stringy and and stuff, and yeah, it was it was it was loads it was loads of fun, a total. A total head fuck. Part of it was that we had a very young kid, and playing guitars in the house just wasn't not an option. Uh, yeah. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't an option in the sense that it was louder, and uh, it disturbed her because kids do this really inconvenient thing called sleeping. Although, frankly, it's sometimes more convenient when when they're being awake. Right. Uh, so uh, it was. It was. It was. T- it's been tough to make music for that particular reason over the last few years it's probably apart from continual exhaustion really the only bad thing about having a kid i think it just yeah i mean by virtue of us living in in london we don't really have i mean people don't have spare rooms in london yeah i mean what 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 is that um so my my office is my office is the living room which is directly under where where ella lives so yeah, there's not. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a tough one. So I have to try and fit in music in the in the eight nine in the, like the ten hours she's in nursery a week. Uh, but obviously she's not going to nursery at the minute because I don't know if you heard, but it's a global pandemic. Ah, I heard something uh, about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So all of that stuff's going on. So you know what? That's all a shame. But we were talking about this the other day, just as a band, and remembering especially what it's like when bands are, are when when you're young and in a band and all the bands who and people are invited to take this in any way you like get anywhere and by get anywhere I, I mean go on go on some cool tours or whatever release records and this is 
more relevant to the, the 2000s, but I think it still stands up today. The, they were the bands or the individual individuals who sacrificed things to do it. They sacrificed uh, girlfriends' birthdays. Yes, and that's it. Sometimes, sometimes that's a very easy thing to do, depending on the girlfriend. Um, but, <laughs> well, uh, right, but, it depends on the situation, depends on the yeah. relationship, depends on the uh, income <laughs> demographic. But, <laughs> but, I mean, I remember a friend of mine who was in a really good band telling me he was going on a holiday with his girlfriend to, I can't remember where it I don't think it was the Cayman Islands. It wasn't that that upmarket, but they were going. Was he going to go under some money? (laughs) They were, yeah, yeah. Well, I wouldn't be surprised with this guy, honestly. Going to go pop Um, off on holiday, launder a few million, you know, as one does. Hey, hey, listen, the the Russian mob don't take no for an answer. (laughs) I've Um, seen Ozark, but uh, but, you know, the second he's telling you that, then you're like, well, you're not taking. Your your band's not you're not going to go anywhere because you you're not going to have enough holiday from your job to go on tour. Yeah, you're not going to have time away to do the other absurd thing that one does in bands, which is to go on tour. Absolutely, and don't get me wrong, that doesn't stop somebody be, from being in a great band or being in a great musician. You're just not going to be able to take it beyond your home your hometown. And some people so, are fine with that. Yeah, no, this, that's the thing. There's nothing there's nothing intrinsically wrong with that, but. You know, by by definition, you're not going to be heard by as many people, and you're not going to go out and have a really good time as well. Because playing rock music is, in and of itself, loads of fun. And if you're always playing the same two or three venues to the same thirty-seven or thirty-nine people, uh, then you're not going to. It's all about those. Rock music is the intersection between the between the the band, the artist, if you want to be all French about it, and the audience. <laughs> That's 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 what it is. It's about those. It's about those moments. If you want to do those things, like I used, used to have to be really tactical. You'd, you, I'd use all of my uh, days vacation for uh, shows, and we tend to get more in British jobs than in America. Usually, we'd start on like twenty-two days a year or something. Uh, whereas for you guys, it's usually just two weeks or something, isn't it? It's not. It's if, not two weeks if you're lucky, and it's you know, yes. It's, again, that's if you're coming from a privileged privilege enough position to be able to even have some kind of time off. Whereas right, okay. here, it's 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 more. You know, we'll, we'll give you five minutes, and we'll un, we'll unshackle the irons for you uh, during that moment in time. And after the five minutes is up, you're you're back to the grind. Uh, don't don't fuck with me. You you love actual irons. You love this. <laughs> well, um, it, it's, it but, is. Uh, yeah, because I mean, people complain about oh oh, it's so terrible being locked in. It's like, well, you have the internet and Netflix and the whole repository of human knowledge from the history of time. So you, it's not quite like prison, is it? It's not. It's it's not like prison. Um, it reminds me of something like my gran would say when. Uh, she'd, you know, uh, hurt her finger or uh, bite, you know, bite, uh, accidentally bite her own lip or something, you know, when she was eating. We've all, we've all done. She'd go, oh, there's nothing worse than a sore lip, she'd say. <laughs> and you'd go. Hmm, the Armenians oh. would disagree. <laughs> you'd go, yeah. you go, yeah. See what you mean in the moment. She's talking about the, you know, the, I think she means there's nothing more slightly annoying than or there's nothing more inconvenient I think for, for some people like for people who just live in a flat don't, we, we are lucky enough again for London largely because my wife has a decent job to have a backyard which is probably I don't know 
I don't even know how to measure things, 10 feet by 12 feet or something, right? So it's a small backyard, but I can go in there with water pistols and get shot shot to pieces by my daughter. It's big enough to, to do that. It's not big enough to do much else. I mean, I could swing a cat there, but the cat is going to get concussed. <laughs> The, the, the cat may have some words about that. <laughs> yeah. So if I could, I'm trying to work out my arm. Yeah. I would definitely be hitting the cat off the walls. So, and, and Genghis, I apologize. I'm just, sorry. I'm just, I'm just speaking with my cat. I didn't mean to imply any violent act to you. It's not like you're wearing a Misfits t-shirt, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, you know, so it is difficult. And sometimes you've got to think that that guy sat on that bench reading a book in the sunshine doesn't that doesn't count as exercise but you've got to hope that really he doesn't have normally access to that outside space having said that the daft can should still be indoors you know reading reading that book it's not about again this is a moment where you have to sacrifice for most people the people who can sacrifice those those things um and you know try and get through through with as, as you know few people as possible dying it's it's so weird to have to explain that kind of thing to people are right um, so, so there we are so there we are so your sixth record is uh... <laughs> don't talk about music blah blah Just, no no well, how do you make music how do you make music you sit in a room either by yourself or with other people you have i don't know i have three quarters of a beer i mess on and that's just what comes out what does it mean fucking who knows you know uh it's a it's all it's all a love letter to oh, i was about to say Idi Amin, but that would have been very dark uh, it's not a love letter to Idi Amin. <laughs> um uh it's just it's just yeah it's just it's just mucking on that's album six album five was really mucking on and album three and four were probably the most coherent so they are I'm not saying they were better. I'm saying they were the most coherent and definitely the easiest to just let go and enjoy. Oh, some of the most fantastic experiences in life are incoherent. Yeah, I mean, absolutely they are, and they have, and they absolutely should be. You just got to hope that nobody loses an eye. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's fascinating to me to see that there is this this flashpoint, uh, other than. 90% of the people that have been mentioned in this discussion so far of people being sort of unified though. And in, in the same boat, having the same experience, which is not something that happens very often, at least certainly not on a worldwide level and assuredly not, not in these United States of America over here. And it, it's, 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 there's again, nothing comforting about it. It's, it's in fact would be an antonym of comforting to be discomforting, but the, this this solidarity is the wrong word, but the sh- the shared misery and sort of anxiety that is happening here is somewhat interesting because I can't think of another time in my life that that's happened, especially because everyone gets their own tailored individual experience thanks to social media and chosen circles, confirmation bias bubbles, what have you. It's fascinating to me that and again, it, it took different things for people to take it seriously. Like uh, for some folks, it was when sports was canceled. That's when like, oh, this is this is serious business. <laughs> for Wisconsin, it was when the bars were closed. Everyone paid attention when the bars were closed. And that's a couple of Wisconsin jokes that are just out there on the table for anyone to pick up. 
<clears throat> the uh, the punchline is that everyone here is drunk. By the way, uh, right. <laughs> you know what? It's, it's, you know what? It's not just Wisconsin. It's not just Wisconsin, but there, there is more <laughs> bars per capita than anywhere in the United States, and it, 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 is, it is kind of funny. It's not funny at all, of course, to the people that have lost revenue and don't know how they're going to pay their bills or yeah. are looking down the barrel of a gun towards an uncertain future. All that said, it is fascinating that everyone's more or less in the same boat right now, except for, of course, the the deniers that are going to get people killed, which there's that. Well, this is the thing. All of the the conversations, all of the advice, all of the suggestions aren't really for us, are they? Nope. (laughs) You know, they're for for a very small audience. Um, It's like like arguments about most articles about – Racism, homophobia, and sexism don't get read by the people who really need to be reading them. You know, right. they get it, it's just it's that advice. Asking people to use their common sense, it it assumes common sense. So it it's it's a problem, and, and all it takes is for that one in one hundred per, person to be. Anyway, I yeah, I've 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 gone through living in London. I've gone through so much. Social, proper social anxiety for the first time in my life. I mean, obviously, sometimes I've walked into a place and haven't wanted to be there if it was particularly, if it was, you know, a very laddie kind of place. And I think I want to get away from you wankers. But having actual social anxiety has been very weird for the last few weeks. Actually, actively stay away from me is not a thought that you have on a daily basis. And it's been... I don't know, it's worrying and interesting just how my daughter will end up reacting to all that stuff because I'm actively having to get her to stay away from people, uh, which is which is a hard thing to explain to someone who yeah. isn't even three without 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 causing long term long term damage to her. So it's been I've been trying to been trying to use positive reinforcement. Um, and, and trying to turn it into a game, it's not. It's not. Hey, uh, you stay away from that person. It's hey, you didn't go near that person. Great. Yeah, and, and <laughs> which sounds ridiculous. Which sounds ridiculous, but that makes it. A, it makes it seems to make a big difference so far. He says before. Honestly, I'm. I am at times ready to drown myself in the sink. So it's uh, <laughs> like I say, interesting is something I'm choosing to find it. So I don't find it maddening. Yeah, may you live in interesting times, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, it, well, he is calling it the Chinese virus. So why not? Why not? Uh, you know, why not take that? Why not take their apocryphal sayings as well? And it's it's, it's you bring up an interesting point about you know, raising a child in these times too, you don't want that to be, you know, one would hope that one would not have to be socially distancing their entire life. Uh, again, right now it kind of seems like we're in sort of a, a mid-grade disaster movie, but not one of the good ones with a high budget. One of the ones where it's, it's on like maybe like when the lesser movie channels late at night or something along those lines. Yeah. We need a, we need a Bobby from Dallas ending, don't we? <laughs> yes. <laughs> But one would hope that, and again, I I have no idea because I'm not in fact a child, which I'm sure you're aware of, but the effect on on children is going to be fascinating because this is, for for many, it's going to be a part of their childhood. It's going to be formative experience. It will. It's just a question of hopefully making it a part of their childhood that they vaguely remember 
as opposed yeah. to a part of their childhood which def- defines them as children and definition yeah yeah so, but there we go i mean I mean, in the 80s, I had to, you know, I had to grow up under the shadow of tie-dye clothes, uh, LA gear <laughs> trainers, LA gear trainers. They traumatized me in my own way. So maybe yeah. you could say a global pandemic is in some ways not as bad. Well, uh, yeah, okay, maybe we can't say that. Yeah, but, but we tried. There, there we are different. Tried to put a positive spin. There are different stages of trauma, for sure. <laughs> yeah, there are. There are. As, as undoubtedly traumatizing as tie-dye was to an entire an entire generation um but yeah so so yeah i mean children children are children yeah children are going to be a a lot of fun and maybe there'll be a lot of maybe there'll be a lot of art about this in 18 years because any art actually made about this now will probably be the worst the worst things ever think yeah i don't want to hear anybody's uh concept record about the quarantine and yeah you know i can i can envision the album guys, art already <laughs> guys in a way we were already locked down in our hearts and it took an actual lockdown to make us see how to find the freedom in ourselves you know there'll be that notion will run through will run through popular it turns culture. out that the the cure for the coronavirus was in our hearts the entire time yeah wow <laughs> i mean yeah it would, uh, yeah. I, I, I've asked, I was actually writing. I'm still writing a novel which was set during a flu pandemic, mm-hmm. um, which originated in Morocco in my story. Um, but it's not about a pandemic. It's just a uh, a, a background. It's a it's more of a, a plot device to get things moving as opposed to what the story is about. Right. Uh, but I, I I don't know whether to change it or not because. If I change it, I'm I'm scared of accidentally summoning something else. Because it was either <laughs> that I was I was it was between that or either a, a, a nuclear conflagration um, over Saudi Arabia between the US and Russia. Uh, that was that was the other option for it. But now I'm thinking I just go with the flu pandemic because I've already done the damage. You know. So, yeah, I mean, it's wasn't there a Twilight Zone or something where there there was the thing the event would come to pass that was written down in the book or something along those lines. Oh, I mean, the, the should, if there's not, there fucking should have been yeah, because that's, that's a that's a that's a that's a that's an obvious one. It's like people tweeting uh, I, at the, this moment in time. We're getting letters from our government, and I'm just I was waiting for the first. I got a letter from the government the other day. Tweets. And I wasn't disappointed that. <laughs> and expectations know, that, solidly met. <laughs> yeah, you just know. Sometimes, sometimes with a joke, sometimes with a joke, if it occurs to you straight away, yeah. it's because it's not a good joke. Yeah. It's because it's because it's an obvious joke. There was a um, a TV presenter in Britain uh, who presented a show called Blockbusters called Bob Holness, um, and the format of the show was. Just you know, kids, you you suddenly like got a board and you got to get across the board to win, and there were different letters for an answers. So you would say uh, the contestant would say, "I'll have a I'll have a D, please, Bob," and the D would come up, and he he would ask a question, the answer of which began with D. Right, and when he died, when I heard he, he died, I thought, I thought you think of a joke right away. You know, because you're a person, but then you're like, "Hey, that's it's not Tasteless. it's not in good taste, <laughs> yeah. and it's not in good taste, and it's obvious because it occurred to me straight away." Mm, you know, yeah. and and 
every unoriginal cunt in the world tweeted, I'll have an RIP, please, Bob. Yeah. Like, who <laughs> uh, knew it? Like, straight away. I mean, there was, there was all, there, instantly, there were 15,000 of those tweets from, from really contented people. I sure, uh, some of whom I'm sure are lovely and were just earning their Twitter wings at the time. Yeah. But you could just. Dislocating the shoulder, that. patting themselves on the back over their, their rapier like wit. <laughs> yeah, but you could just, you could. I don't know, maybe it wasn't their fault as individuals. Maybe maybe that was an, a, a, such an inevitable joke that it had to it had to subsume all, all all class and taste. I don't know. Well, as far as the the book goes, whether or not it's you know the the Twilight Zone, I'm assuming it's Twilight Zone. Let's just credit the Twilight Zone with it, a thing where you're, you're bringing it to pass. <laughs> But at least you don't have like a, a Netflix series called Global Pandemic or something. You know what I mean? I can't imagine somebody who like worked for years and years and then be like, um, we're not going to run this now. This is yeah, Global Pandemic, Global Pandemic Q, Q1 to 2, 2020. Oh yeah. God. But we're going to have six seasons in a movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like cause people at first kept showing you know, there was this uh, psychic who predicted this, but, you know, she'd also predicted that everyone would have green hands by the time, by 2011. And oh, of that, course. You know, Clearly. That, 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 that yogurt could cure Piers Morgan, you know. <laughs> One can only hope. <laughs> That's... He's actually been, he's actually been uh, as, as far as I'm aware, because there's a lot of people who being annoyed by Piers Morgan, they, they could find themselves less annoyed by Piers Morgan by not paying any attention to Piers Morgan. That would be, that would be a way which could solve it. Um, because it's not like he's your president or whatever. He is just a guy on the TV and you can not watch him or, or engage with him in, in any kind of social capacity. But as far as I'm aware, he's been making more sense than usual recently. I think it's probably the threat of dying changes some people or, or get some people up to the barricades isn't it um, or, or maybe or maybe deep down even though he tries not to have it maybe deep down just a little bit of human compassion and common decency although that's probably that's probably just fantasy this is the so first of all yes that would be an occam's razor style solution uh, for Piers mm. morgan but i this is where i unfortunately have to point out that unfortunately the american president is in fact somebody that was on the television as well. And yeah, he was, yeah. It's, it's yeah. Uh, as someone that very frequently would... I, I, I took no end of pleasure in ignoring said person whose name I will not mention because I'm sure his microphallus gets erect upon every mention. I really find it difficult dealing with the news, as, as do many people these days, not the least of which is... is it's one thing to be out of your depth, which he clearly is. And everybody knows that that's, that's not some great epiphany, but it's quite another to be actively giving out damaging information and to have your own experts immediately come on afterwards and without outright saying, yeah, everything he said was not true. Mm. Saying the same thing afterwards. And it's not like you guys have it much better with, uh, Mr. Boris Johnson, of course, but it's hard. Like, and it's, and I say that as the last few years have all been very hard, not just for the U S but for the entire world. And I've never, I always felt like it was very, 
populist in my thinking that, oh, well, everyone should be able to be president. There shouldn't be any qualifications. That's, that's, that's against what the framers of the country wanted. I was like, ah, maybe the framers of the country were wrong about that, though. <laughs> because this guy is uh, going to get people it's killed. Not, it's not a great advert for democracy, is it? No. There's... I mean, and you know, and don't get me wrong, I know the, the word democracy itself is heavily caveated when you're talking about the Electoral College as opposed to maybe the popular vote, or, or you know, or maybe it isn't. I mean, there were, there were reasons behind the institution of the Electoral College form of voting, weren't there? That was, there were... If there was an idea behind it, I'm, I can't say I agree with it, but uh, I, 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 un, I at least understand the original thinking. But no, it's just um, it's ex- the last few years, at least, have been exhausting. That's yes. that's what they've, that's what they on that level, and you know, I'm perfectly aware that for most people in the world, it's like. It's it's like when the the Normans invent, invaded invented England invaded England uh, in 1066. Uh, to most of the or most of the peasants in the feudal system, it didn't really matter who the, the the masters were. They just they just existed in the feudal system in the same way they were. Somebody's accent didn't. So all I'm saying is, for most of the world, I, I think apart from maybe. In, with the exception of how envir- any environmental advances were instantly destroyed, um, most of the world wouldn't even notice a, a difference for Donald Trump or Boris Johnson being in power. But certainly in the West, it's just... I, d- I don't know. I think it's, 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 it's knocked the stuffing out of everybody, I think, is the way I'd look at it. And certainly in terms of... And it shattered that last lie for me, the last the last lie of growing up and trusting people. The, the last lie that the world was run by adults and they knew what they were doing. Um, how come how come I knew what to do about this pandemic three three or four weeks before my government started doing that? Yeah. How how that that can't be the case. Like that that's 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 loot. And I'm not I'm no uh, doomsday prepper or whatever. I saw a program on those guys those guys once and whew, the hats. Um, the hats but, alone. <laughs> well, the, hats, the hats alone. I mean, you know. You, I mean, the rest of the content as well, but really the hats. <laughs> yeah, you, you'd want to live to trade those with the mutants. Uh, who, but just it's it's incredible. It's just incredible and. But like like we were saying earlier, not not a great advert for democracy. Because if Trump gets back in, whether it's through the Electoral College or being able to throw a boomerang a really fucking long way, then maybe maybe you deserve him, you know. And maybe <sighs> and maybe we des- or maybe I, I don't mean you in, in the majority of you. Yes, I understand. Yeah, but but when people <laughs> there's there's only so much there's only so much ignorance you can you can you can allow and it's so weird for me because maybe i'm oversimplifying it but whenever i've talked to people who who are on the other side of that divide and again correct me if i'm wrong here but a lot of it is based around abortion that that is one of the touchpoint issues 
Yeah, but sure. it, it, it seems it seems to underlie nearly everything. Well, but what's fascinating about that, what a lot of people don't understand, is it isn't as much as they want to ban all abortions as they want the fight to ban abortion to be a thing. Because right. what, what they do is they get they consider those folks the rubes, they, they get their money, and then what they do is they 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 talk a big game about actually doing it, but they they don't actually ever take the action. What they do is they use it towards their own purposes to enrich themselves, their friends, and the, their donors. And it's 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 been consistent, but of course, because there's not a modicum of critical thinking uh, anywhere <laughs> within politics, including and especially with cable news, uh, that that story rarely gets told. And it is interesting because it's like we're in a really hacky political drama or a really hacky black comedy, and it's really hard to tell day to day. Which is which? Hmm. It, it, it's just, I mean, just even objectively, like my mother doesn't really engage with politics, but she look at, you know, the, the, a month ago, the potential presidential candidates, Donald Trump, who's soon 74, is that right? Yes. Soon 74. And, and Biden and Sanders, one is 77 and one is 78, right? Mm-hmm. That yeah, is correct. That is and correct. she just, we're talking on the phone and she goes, don't they have any other people in America? Well, there, there's actually a very, there's actually a fantastic reason for that. And by fantastic, I mean a fantastic story, not fantastic that that's the situation we're in. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that there was a distinct program put in place to minimize and marginalize uh, left voices uh, within our generation. That was incredibly effective. Part of that was due to the same folks that uh, brought Bill Clinton into power. Uh, part of it actually was due to the fact that people that just got knocked out of power with Ronald Reagan and lost the House and basically never recovered from that. So there's an entire generation of leftists that it's not that they don't exist. They're just nowhere near to the seats of power. So you have this awesome new generation of folks, your Rashida Tlaib's, your... Ilhan Omar, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, that are just now getting into politics and building power bases and and doing good work. And then you have someone like Bernie Sanders that's been in it from the beginning and right since the beginning, on the right side of every issue since the beginning, and was looked at as a kook for years and years. Young man, young man. Man, nobody is on on the right side of every issue. Well, but and by right yeah, side I mean I, like I, I'm a, I'm an admirer of Mr. Sanders, but no, no, but no, unless they have witch like skills, um, people are going to be wrong on some some issues, particularly foreign, you know, foreign policy entanglements. Fair it, enough. It always, it, you know, you know. Sorry, I'm being I'm being pedantic, but you are. A, there's, a certain, there's a certain language which is sometimes used about politicians. Which, I, which I understand. Gives these, which gives them these mystical abilities, and even if somebody isn't in their heart a compassionate person, that can be that can be fully recognised without, you know, without turning them into He-Man the diplomat. Well, I'm not trying to uh, get, be prone to hyperbole for this. I'm actually trying to get past this as quickly as possible, so I can, <laughs> I can give them no, the background. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying. And, you know me. I, I, you know me. I love a good addendum. Yeah, and the, and the cultural shorthand is that uh, in issues of, of civil rights, whether it was a woman's right to choose, all of these things that were 
uh, these culture war issues that all were fought and won. He was on the right side of all of that. He's always been on the on yeah. the side of justice. Uh, before it yeah, was cool, he was the indie rock Pete uh, of of the of the political <laughs> movement, if you will. And until 2015, the idea that a Bernie Sanders could ever run for president in America was completely within my lifetime, not even a possibility. Yeah, and the fact that he did and then got as far as he did the first time and then got even further the second time is quite an accomplishment. But it's quite an accomplishment in the way that, you know, you can say getting a, a bronze medal in hurling is a, quite the accomplishment. No one really cares, you know, unless you're a fellow hurler. Nah, I get a lot of well, the thing is, the people who do care really care, don't they? they yes, care. and that's the they same care. thing with Bernie they Sanders. Care the, <laughs> they, care, they care up to the sky and back down again, but the... So, know, the, the problem with politics is that I, well, I, you know, I'm, I'm not full, fully involved in politics. I, I read about politics. I, I, I have a couple of friends who are political journalists and talked about it with them. But I mean, on one level, politics is the art of being popular. And I don't know if you've noticed the band having, but that's something I don't know a fucking lot about, despite trying to be popular. <laughs> right. Um, so. But so you, you you certainly don't want to lecture people on that kind of thing. But uh, so so it t- turns t- out m- most of the people in the world aren't like, or certainly in our respective countries aren't like our social circles. It turns out because my social circle would have voted ninety four percent for Jeremy Corbyn, who frankly is a much more flawed candidate than than Bernie Sanders, apart from maybe in age for reasons that I can't be asked to go into. Yeah, and, um, and it's, since, you know, it's, since it's, it's not... It's a, very, it's a very long and divisive conversation that I'd rather not go into. I still voted for the cunt, but, you know, yeah. there we are. But a 98%, I, I think literally 98% of, say, my Facebook friends who, who are American would would be voting for Bernie Sanders, given the chance, or maybe Elizabeth Warren. I Personally speaking, I, Elizabeth Warren seemed like a, a statesman to me. Uh, I, I I know people have some some issues with with certain things she said or whatever, but I mean that's the nature of politics, isn't it? It's the it's the the nature of compromise. But well, yes and no. Elizabeth Warren is a regulator at heart, and and that's yeah. and the problem is Elizabeth Warren staked her entire campaign upon the idea that what the American people really want were detailed, nuanced plans. <laughs> And that is not true. And again, that's the thing. That's what you want, right? Yeah. <laughs> of that's course. I, that's that's what I want. But it's not what 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 the American people want is is a, is a story which speaks to them. So, a, a, they, and ultimately, to answer yeah. what I believe was your mother's question about, you know, aren't there any young ones? The idea there is that you have a folks folks like Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders, uh, and then you also have people at the far end. <laughs> On the younger end, like your Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, who literally is too young to run for president, there's there's almost no stipulation at all other than you must be born in the United States of America and you must be 35 years old, and she is not old. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's another similarity with the Roman Republic. It's you know, it's it's another you know before you could before you could go to you know to certain offices you had to be particular ages so and it's it's an it's another parallel so we just need we're just waiting for you to be overrun by barbarians we just need to we just need to find out 
which barbarians they are. I think one of the final death knells of the American Republic will be the first president who wasn't born in America. There'll be some kind of constitutional change. It'll be some. It'll be. It'll really rub it in for the racists. It'll be someone born in Costa Rica or something. You know. Well, they want to do really that for Arnold Schwarzenegger, which is a, a clear. <laughs> A clear artifact of another time that at one point, A, that guy was in politics, B, that guy had a political future. Do you remember when that guy, guy was really right wing as well? Yes. Well, that, that's the thing is everyone tries to give him credit like, oh, well, he, would, he wouldn't be so bad. He'd be pretty progressive. I'm like, no, yeah, but I mean, he was not. But, he, I mean, in terms, but I mean, in terms of because he is now relatively progressive. Sure. But because, when he was governor of California, he, he was not. He governed as a hard right conservative surrounded by a bunch of Pete Wilson's men. And like I, the <laughs> fact that that's down the memory hole, I suppose that shouldn't surprise me, but it definitely disappoints me. But it's, it's it's true, isn't it? Um, that the whole world looks back nostalgically on the on the the liberal reforming tendencies of George W. Bush. <laughs> yes, it's suddenly George W. Bush is, is great. But remember him with his cuddly little face. <laughs> oh, do you remember when he choked on a pretzel? How adorable! <laughs> yeah, it's nice, isn't he? But there's something reassuring about his face. It says it's, it's leather, but it's leather you can trust. So. Ultimately, what, what I, I can only assume was a tossed-off comment, uh, I, I am answering in the fact that the American left was hollowed out generationally, uh, and that was not by mistake, it was by design, and it's only just now begun to recover, and, and, and the, the guiding light and the, the light at the end of the tunnel, I suppose you would say, that hopefully is not a train, is the fact that the new crop of young progressives are much savvier and by savvier, I mean both media savvy and just political savvy as well. And there is quite a bit of hope for the future. The problem being, the future is the future and the present is the present. And unfortunately, we're stuck with the uh, with the ox we got, not the ox we want. <laughs> well, I I hope so. Uh, I, I, I really hope so. And, and, and good luck to everybody, because I know sincerely you're one of those people who actually puts your time and effort where you're... Where you're um, where your mouth is and you actually go out and you do stuff i certainly try you go go on the streets yeah but you know so many people so many people are armed with opinions but no actual (laughs) no but 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 no actual activity and that's not to say that their opinion doesn't have any value but it does have it does have less value and so well done well done on being you Oh, thank you. And and I feel like an opinion without action when it comes time to politics is like a van without gas in the tank. So there you go. Sure. Yeah. Um, I I will say, though, that American politics, by its very nature, by the way it's marketed, the way it's presented, is is definitely more exciting than British politics. I think if there's one thing that the last few years has done, it's helped to, it's helped to genuinely, you know, well, it's not just me who fucking thinks this. I'm not some kind of... Uh, some kind of uh, bring. I'm not bringing the news here, but people are more in, involved in it and see it's politics is relation to uh, to everyday life as opposed to just mumbling in a in a, a weird old building. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps, and and uh, it is interesting that. What was I, I talking say, about politics there? Yeah. Was I talking about politics there? Or was I talking about Smashing Pumpkins live album? <laughs> either, either one, mumbling in a building, would certainly, <laughs> certainly work. I, I, I will say that I, your elections are done quickly, and I appreciate that, rather than over the course of what seems like decades over here. 
It's, oh, it's ridiculous. It's like fucking lost your elections, aren't they? Fucking <laughs> yeah, like, it's like season, we're in season, season five. Eight, <laughs> season eight of that old cunt's face. You know, like, oh my God, like, go on, ask him. Just write down what you think about the following things. Here, there, there we are now. It's, it's, and just a series of gotchas when really you just got, and, and I, I mean, I don't understand it anyway. What is a swing voter? What 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 are you what are you I, I, I can't decide between what do you mean you can't what what part of you can't decide between a crush a crushing lack of empathy and wanting people not to die I just don't know what a swing voter is it's just so weird to me well this this candidate wants to raise my taxes slightly to provide more social services while this one actively wants me dead I just can't decide. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? This is all a thorough illustration of why why Future of the Left and McCluskey only ever play stadium size shows. <laughs> so <laughs> So you are the ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well it was good this one because uh, I, 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 I came up with the title Nuance the Musical but with both them um, this taco is not correct and slap bass hunters there's a guy called Michael Bukowski who uh, runs a, a, a thing called Aesthetic Apparatus which is in Minneapolis um, and he uh, he's, be, he's designed all the Christian fitness covers because they've kind of got like well not a theme to them but they've got a look to them uh, a distinct look yeah uh, yeah, a distinct, a distinct look. He's, he's fantastic. He, he's done the cover of two Future the Left records as well. And lots of, we met him because he did some uh, gig posters. I can't remember. I think it was for a show in the 7th Street Entry, if you've ever been there. Yeah, yeah I've been, been there. there. I've played yeah. there. It's, uh... Yeah. Great venue, only one bathroom. Sort it out, guys. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, quite, um, it's quite the design flaw, but we, we, we it don't is speak quite of the it. design, yeah. especially for the older audiences these days. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be, what's going to be horrendous. They're going to need to bleach the bar every night. Uh, but uh, yeah, he, he, with this taco is not correct, which again sounds like an archetypal, stupid album title I'd have. It, it was, I, it was uh, the, uh, the the text, the placement text. It was the, the original text. Yeah, it was, that was, it was there, just right? the placement yeah. text. And, and, and the same happened with the fourth record as well. Um, I, I said, I, I want to see a bee, a giant bee crawling up a pyramid. And he did something like that and just underneath wrote slap bass hunks. And you're like, well, there we are now. I've got to write a song called that now. Thank you. <laughs> You know, but but it's those those things are insp- like the, just the, the song title slap bass hunks later so later so praised by Bandcamp Weekly. Yes, for its, uh, for its innovative use of slap bass. Yes, I remember because of its use of slap bass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Slap bass I, aficionados I friend, rejoice. <laughs> I had a friend who I had a friend, and I use that term precisely. He's still something of a friend, but. Uh, he, he has so many guilty pleasures. It's just you just need to admit he likes shit music. Uh, at, but, at a certain point, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I've got to get. You're like you only seem to have guilty pleasures. There's no. You do know you can just like things. It's just all right to to just like it. But he he always used to say to me whenever my eyes would. I'm not a big fan of rolling your eyes. It's a it's a horrendous habit. But 
the red hot chili peppers can always bring it out of me. Um, <laughs> it's one of the you know, easy skills. <laughs> there's always an exception to the red hot chili peppers. And uh, yeah, whenever the red hot chili peppers would come on and I'd just visibly, I'd be visibly be affected. You always go, do you know that, uh, do you know that? Gang of Four or Flea's favourite band and you'd say I, I know that and the reason I know that is you've told me that every single time we've ever heard the Red Hot Chili Peppers which is you know <laughs> going around the world from the age of 18 you hear that actually you hear the Red Hot Chili Peppers a lot I mean that's on Californication <sighs> I've heard that song maybe 190 times maybe uh, without and believe me, I own precisely no Red Hot Chili Peppers albums. Well, it's, but yeah, you don't you don't need to because unfortunately you'll hear them incidentally at like the butchers or you know like at the Gap or something Absolutely. along those lines. Like, you know, I, I grew up. My both my parents came. I grew up in the sixties. I know every Beatles song, and I've never once chosen to put a Beatles song. I mean, obviously, they're a far, they're a far superior band, the Beatles, and their use of slap bass was quite the revelation. Yeah, it's, but, it's far more uh, tasteful. <laughs> but I've never once had to put a Beatles song on. They're all, they're all, they're all stored in my, uh, in my Apple Watch Six brain. Along with the the unrequested U two record, I'm certain. Mm. Oh yeah, that was. Um, that never turned up on my phone. Oh, what a tragedy! <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I feel let down. I, um, I, I was thinking of emailing Bono Vox and uh, and and asking where my record was. What was it? What was the record called? Oh, oh it it had some very precious title. I, I can't remember. I can't remember. I, I do remember specifically one of the songs that they had on there it had some reference to joey ramone or something along those lines it just was incredibly like first first draft song title <laughs> kind of mindset if, it, if that makes any sense yeah. no it, it does i mean it, so i looked at I oh, first know, of maybe, all maybe they go into rehearsals and say right we need to write songs about the rainforest the second song is going to be about what's that going to be about uh, well, oh, oh, the troubles I, in Ireland are over to all intents and purposes. So yeah, it's it's the miracle parentheses of Joey Ramone is the name of that song in parentheses. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> and wasn't the, he a proper? Wasn't he a proper right wing crackpot by the end as well? No, you're thinking of uh, the guitar player Johnny Ramone. Uh, Joey was ah, actually. Uh, they all look the same to me. The Ramones. <laughs> the, the record itself is called Songs of Innocence, which uh, right. that's that's songs of. Songs of Innocence, isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Because, because that's the thing, that's what you need for mainstream success, though, isn't it? You need something which literally can mean anything to anybody. Sounds like wallpaper. Point, Sounds like inoffensive to, wallpaper. <laughs> to, to the point that it means nothing at all. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Songs of Innocence. Oh, I like songs. Yeah, I like oh, Innocence. I, oh, it's great. I, I was innocent once before the thing with the goat. Oh, yeah. No. But, but this you've got to admire it you've got to you've got to admire it whatever whatever it is our, our friend mitch who uh who, who texts for us uh he insists that when he saw you two in the late 70s or early 80s or whenever the fuck it was i don't know he insists that they were a great live band then and 
I'm going to take his word for it, but he was taking a lot of speed back then. So <laughs> I, I, I can't. This is our friend Mitchie. When I messaged him uh, the other day asking him how he was doing and was he isolating, he told me he was isolating up a fucking scaffold. So, you know, that's what that's how he's going. <sighs> that's 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 almost like a you know they have that contest for the world's saddest short story. That would that would be a. A pretty decent candidate. No, no, he's he's not sad when he says that. Oh, okay. Well, no, no, he's not. I've never seen, I've never seen this man sad. He's incapable of being sad. The only thing which actually made him sad is makes him sad is when I order low alcohol or no alcohol equivalents uh, when we're right. That's the only thing which uh, that's the only thing which makes him melancholy. So. I, I get I get drunk just for him some days. As a good friend, Will. I, I, a couple things. First of all, on that YouTube record, I love the idea that they, they were shocked and horrified that people would not were not receptive to their gift, that they felt that they were bestowing mm. as a pantheon of gods might upon some subjects, as, as raining down yeah. their, their gift from the heavens. And that, that just tells you everything you need to know I think about U2. Secondly, I will agree with your friend that there are some early U2 where at least the edges of guitar, rather than sounding like the demo area of the delay pedal aisle and guitar center, uh, actually has some quite good Andy Gill Gang of Four style uh, action going on. So like, I could see, have you, I could have see you that. Seen, have, you seen, have you ever seen the Bill Bailey, the British comedian Bill Bailey, does a thing about the edge playing without effects? <laughs> Just one note. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. If you just look at Bill Bailey and and The Edge or YouTube, it's not very long. It's really it's really funny. That'll that'll make that'll make any that'll make anybody laugh. So the there's been a lot that's happened since last we have talked music wise with you as well, including the fact that I believe last time you were kind of spooling up to do a couple mccluskey one-off uh, benefits mm-hmm. can you explain how that came to pass came to be more of a regular thing um how you had the guy from st pierre snake invasion involved and also the poundland shellac thing <laughs> well the, the poundland shellac thing kind of started it off because a journalist over here referred to McCluskey as Poundland Shellac. I mean, there is a quite a considerable interview online which explains all of that, but basically my main issue with that is it's just an ignorant thing to say because McCluskey was, especially Do Dallas, which is the best known of those three records, it's not really informed by Shellac or anything at all. You know, Future of the Left is, and a little bit of McCluskey's third record perhaps, uh, but it's, it's not, more pixies really. to me. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, it, well, the thing is, it's more just rock and roll. Mm-hmm. We we started off loving stuff like the Pixies, but we were just naturally a, a harder, more rock and roll band than that. We were, right. you know, grew up listening to crap glam when I was a little kid, and then it was hard rock like ACDC or whatever. So there was more of that. It was just faster and a bit, and you know, a bit less subtle than the Pixies as well. It was just. It was full on. It was. It was. It was just basic 
rock music. But anyway, that's, that wasn't an issue, but we'd been offered to do a, a show, uh, this festival called Portals, which is mostly kind of a post-rocky kind of thing. Um, and we were offered that as Future of the Left, but we ended up not being able to do it for a reason I don't... Somebody was, wasn't available, so we couldn't do it. And so, but we kind of strung them along for a week saying we probably could until we realized for whatever the reason was. I, I don't know, maybe again, it was some, I, I probably developed a new food allergy because that's all I seem to do these days. Um, One has but, to have uh, a hobby. <laughs> well, you know, if you're going to do anything with your time, develop a new food allergy. I added bananas last month. I mean, for God's sake. Wow. Of all the things to, to become, anyway, so nobody needed to know that, so I'll carry on. I'm sorry, I've, I've literally had one and a half beers now, so I'm out of my mind because I haven't drunk for so long. Oh no, we might um, lose the narrative thread. You can move, <laughs> my friend, if we don't lose the narrative thread, then something's gone very, very wrong indeed. <laughs> so uh, so they, they got back to us and said, well, would you do as a McCluskey show? And I'm like, well, that's not really a thing, to be honest. So I had to think about it, but then I, I saw this Pangolin and Shellac thing, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck that. Um, I'm going to do a show, and I'm going to make a little bit of money from it. Because there is still that little bit of guilt about when you actually make money from the thing. It does. It's still There's something about it which makes you feel uneasy, and you want to double-check yourself. Because usually when people make money, it's because they're taking advantage of people. Unfortunately, the way, yes. the, but no, but the way I've always looked, if you do a show and everything's good and everyone has a good time, it should kind of pay the amount so everybody comes away with the equivalent of a, a, a kind of decent minimum wage. So when you actually come away from a show with, dare I say, £400, you're like, fuck, like what, what has just happened to me? Right. I, did, I had the best time in the world. Everyone liked me, or at least the... the some most of the people there would have definitely been people moving towards the corners who are muttering about that that kind of a massive forehead and um, that's all fine but and then we just got like another couple a couple of offers for shows i made a point of not chasing any shows at all uh because i found frankly that when people come to you with offers and they really want you to play they offer you a lot more money than if you don't do that mm. Okay. Yeah. Well, they do. If if somebody comes to you and say, "I want to, I want you to play," and I want you to, when you've got a record to quote unquote promote, people know that you've got you've got to play shows. It's part of the thing. Whereas we were in the position where we didn't have to do shows. So someone would say, "Do you want to come and play in Leeds?" You'd go, "Sure," and they'd go, "How about for this much?" And you go, "Oh, sorry, no worries, but that isn't enough. Don't worry about it, but it's fine." And then they suddenly come back with twice as much money and you, go, <laughs> and you go okay well i guess we'll do it for that but but similarly it's a question of making a little bit of and you know i'm i'm still talking about making the kind of money an office junior would still think think was <laughs> derisive yeah yeah but but by the but by the standards of most professional musicians is a reasonable amount of money so uh, it, it just kind of it went in that way, and it only got to the stage where certainly with you, you learn that uh, obviously people in bands are touchy. I'm a person in a band myself. I've I've grown over the years. I'm a, I think I've always I've always been trying for decent. But you, you get better as you go on. You get better with dealing with everybody. You find that promoters are just as touchy as 
just as touches individuals and bands if you don't because we were waiting for people to contact us mm-hmm. so we, we we didn't send out some group email to people saying hey we want to do these shows anybody want to to offer us anything so inadvertently in a couple of cities we ended up offending people who we'd worked with in the past which I see. Which is, well, you know, I mean, it goes both ways. You know, maybe if they really wanted to put us on, seeing as we're doing shows, they could have contacted us and said they wanted to put us on. But uh, it was, it, it, it's the last, uh, how long has it been? Like eight months or so? It's just been, apart from, like I say, a couple of little problems dealing with promoters, uh, it's been fantastic. Really, it was some really great, Really great shows, really uncomplicated. If there's been a if there's been a critical word, nobody's put it to me. And <laughs> no, but I, I don't I don't even mean that in a in a hey check me out. I've you know I can I can no, I say things quickly. Yeah. but it's self. <laughs> but I can. <laughs> to be clear, I can. <laughs> to be clear, I can, and I will testify to that in court. Uh, it's it's been really fantastic, and I know. I know that it's the best version of the band has ever been, but no, but somebody isn't compelled to think that coming away from it. If if somebody is still welcome to come and see it or not come and see it as they see fit, and for that to be a pale imitation of whatever it is they remember from that perfect intersection of time and music when they were a particular age in say 2002 or or four or whatever the fuck but it's it's just been really it's been really fantastic and to again to play those songs with all the people on stage i mean we only did it we've only done a total of maybe a 16 shows or something 16 or seven no maybe maybe it's about 18 now with the last two shows uh, we did, or when I not strongly suspect, but when I suspect that I may, I may have had coronavirus, and Ooh. by suspect, and by suspect, I say I think there's maybe a, you know, a twenty twenty five percent chance because it would would have been relatively very early for Britain before any, uh, certainly before there was any major spread. But I was so ill. I mean, I was so ill. I've had, I've had, I've had bad flus before, but I, I, I sought, sought. I knew I'd get there eventually. Advice at the time, but I was told that since I hadn't travelled back from Wuhan, and spoiler alert, I've never been to Wuhan, right? Um, in the, within the last fourteen days, that I couldn't possibly have it. But I had temperature, uh, you know, cough. Uh, lying in lying in bed, lost lost eight pounds in weight, and then during two shows, nine days into it, actually called my wife to tell her that I loved her, and to tell my daughter that I loved her because I thought I was going to die in my sleep. So right. that's how that's how ill I was. And all I'm saying, if that wasn't if that wasn't it, then I fucking hope it's not worse than that. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Because it was because it was shit, mate. Like it was. I, I, I literally did not go to sleep one night in a travel lodge in Nottingham. And believe me, nobody wants to die in a travel lodge in Nottingham. I mean, that combination of words is just too horrendous to even to even contemplate. I, I didn't go to sleep because I thought if I went to sleep, I wouldn't wake up. So, um, so it's either the worst flu I've ever had, 
Um, and I'm a, the thing is, I'm a hypochondriac at the best of times, as I've probably mm. said a million on a million occasions. And I was very aware of, of coronavirus even at the time. But I kept checking. I'm like, this must be this. I am fucking dying. Right. And during the shows, I mean, some people ended up getting ill off that as well. Just nobody, nobody seriously as far as I'm aware. So there certainly weren't any fatalities involved or whatever. I mean, I, to a, a fact, I'm incredibly grateful for. Um, it was just horrendous. I mean, like I said, I took, I took every precaution, but there were so many of the symptoms then being nailed down a week, or, a month or so later, which just made me feel like I really should have gone directly to fucking hospital. Well, yeah, I mean, there's already uh, there's already been a few notable deaths uh, in america for sure and even though some of them you know john prine wasn't exactly in the, yeah. in the prime of his life necessarily but that that fell from the fountains of wayne wasn't that old you know it's, it's... well a, a, a friend of julia's uh that, who you know she hasn't seen for, for a good few years who's like the same age as us like mid, mid 40s uh, died yesterday Right. So, uh, it's so, and the college she works at, two people who work there were in intensive care. I, I know one is out of intensive care now, but the other one, I'm not sure as to the status. They were a little bit older in their 60s, and uh, it, I know it wasn't looking very good for them. So it's uh, the thing is, though, it shouldn't, it shouldn't, it shouldn't take the, those personal connections to to make this hit home for people. That's, that's it shouldn't, obvious, but yeah. again, I think a lot of people here didn't pay attention until sports was canceled, and a lot of people in Wisconsin didn't pay attention until the bars closed. I mean, it's it's whatever right. whatever gets people paying attention. Well, well, here they basically said the the pubs are going to close after tonight, which is just <laughs> yeah. Well, don't like, worry, everybody. COVID nineteen has taken the night off. <laughs> have you ever been to? Have you ever been to Britain before? Like the pubs are closing after tonight. One last chance to get a fatal disease. Like, yeah. Disease like yeah. Make sure you you like you push up against people because if anybody there has it, then you fucking got it now. You daft daft cunts. And this is the, this is why you need. I do have one friend who's who's who seems to have gone straight to. We should have a, a soldier at the end of every street. And you're like, eh, well, you know, <laughs> that uh, yeah. Let's, let's think. Let's think about that. You know, at the, at the end of the day, so soldiers are tools of the state with guns, and you know, yeah, be when careful. We need them to fight, when we need them to fight off an alien horde with hilarious results, then then fantastic but in the interim let's maybe hold back on that but yeah, we could have <laughs> we, we could have laws rather than advice you know my advice to you is stay home and don't die my advice to you is don't jump off this bridge yeah <laughs> solid advice <laughs> yeah hey hey what can i say i've been i've been using bridges for years never jumped off one still alive have you considered being a life coach? Have I considered being a life coach? You know what? I just looked at my bank account and no, I have not considered being <laughs> So, but you did make a little bit of money with these McCluskey shows. They, it seems like they was more on the adventure side of things, coronavirus potential notwithstanding. Uh, yeah. People were glad to see the songs played live. Uh, they were. It was, no, it was, it was fantastic. I mean... 
Australia when we were there, and it's and, and sadly it's it's impossible to see Australia as anything but the highlight of it. It was just incredible. The the whole the, the Kiwi shows we did at the end were really good, apart from when I uh, ate some stuff I shouldn't have eaten and ended up with a huge allergy attack for the last day and a half, which is fantastic. I mean, it's it's so wonderful to be allergic to egg. Wonderful, because it's not like egg tastes wonderful or anything. Um, but anyway, uh, but the Australian shows were just, I mean, even as a musician who's just been playing for years, just, just awe-inspiring, really, really incredible. Like, there's so much... It, 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 it sounds like just like mawkish sentiment, but with that, you can do anything with that, that kind of love in good faith. You really can. And you can, have, you can have so much fun and you can have those moments which, you know, don't necessarily define your life, but those, those little bookmark moments that you'll remember like forever. And being, you know, mostly... It's kind of as as much as I like a beer or two. It's, it's kind of better getting a little bit older, not being able to drink as much, especially the way my throat is for singing. If right. singing is the right word for what it is, so I, I have a beer or, or two. And one night I got I got very drunk, which is unusual for me. It's just not my thing. I don't like I don't like not being in somewhat in control of myself. It's just not something I something I enjoy. If I have to think about what I'm saying, I mean, right now I'm pretty pissed because I've had nearly two small bottles of beer and I'm, more, I'm mortified. <laughs> I'm, I'm mortified. I'm having to think sometimes, but on stage, on stage, I, I won't, I wouldn't put myself in that, in that position. You know, I just won't let that happen anymore. It's, but as a result of being incredibly sober, and I'm not saying I was wasted in the earlier part of, you know, my musical career, but I'd certainly have had a couple of drinks most nights on stage. But I'm, I'm remembering all of it, and it's just, it's incredible. It's just incredible. I mean, just, just wonderful. And sometimes you put in all that work and you feel very disillusioned, not just that work, but the time and the, the anticipation that you put you put into into something, and you really don't necessarily feel as if you've got everything out of it that you deserve to get. But during those shows, and, and most of the shows over the last year, it's just been... I can, of those shows we've done over the last year, I can think of three which were fine. Really good shows, great. I wouldn't want to spoil the memories of anybody who was at those shows by saying it was just okay. Uh, but the other shows have all been just just incredible. I, I, sorry, I... I, I, I I, I lose the ability to be articulate when I'm when I'm talking about something, which makes me very happy because because frankly I don't have a lot of practice. At it. <laughs> well, you know, it, there's there's nothing wrong with a little little bit of awe in, in one's life, especially when it comes time to things that quite frequently uh, tend to drive disappointment. Uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Mm. But no, wonderful. Like I, rock music. The, the, the times I've actually forgotten about all this crazy shit which is going on. I mean, is actually Damien, who uh, plays in, in McCluskey Asterix now, he did a, uh, a, a Premier League football quiz last night. And that was really good just to slip out of the immediate for the moment and just to do a stupid thing like that. But apart from that, uh, 
apart from actually talking to a toddler, which is just wonderful on mo- most levels, you know, apart from when you do something funny and they go again and you have to do it again and they go <laughs> again and that again then ends up as an infinite loop, like a hidden track at the end of a Nine Inch Nails album, but with a melody. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like working so, the borscht belt as a comedian. You just have to do the same bit so far and over again. <laughs> yeah, ab- ab- absolutely. But actually, I haven't had much. I'm having a little bit of issues with my setup. I'm getting quite a lot of, like, this very interesting stuff. Like this weird hum from my pedals board that I haven't been able to diagnose yet. But apart from that, I've just been... On the occasions, the couple of hours I've had here or there to to write music or dive into something I'm writing, just the, the different world that music sends you into. Uh, it's it's like it's, it's a therapy for for people who don't like to I think write down the word therapy or explicitly think of it that way. You know, it's just a thing to really escape into. And I've I felt in the last few years. I've always loved music, of course, that's why I got loved in music, but I feel very, very lucky to be involved in music. Just, just, and I, by that, I don't even necessarily mean the people in it. They're, they're fantastic, don't get me wrong, but the actual music itself, when you lose yourself in it, it's just the best feeling in the world. And recently, I've come out of it sometimes after a couple of hours, and you're like, oh, yeah, all that shit. You know, this is the, all right. the world, <laughs> the world. But, but there is an amazing ability that music has. And I th- the only thing which has changed about me is I explicitly recognize it now when things maybe aren't so good. I just explicitly seek it out. I go, oh, I'll just do music for two hours. It'll be fine. Hmm. Fascinating. So you are the <laughs> ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that! Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. that's that's lovely, and it's it's. It must be nice to kind of look back and rediscover some of those McCluskey songs, and maybe maybe question where the breathing would be. Uh, but otherwise, <laughs> no, like don't, get... don't do don't do any of that. I mean, the thing is with those songs is that for the most part really fucking easy as well like right they are easy they're not easy on my throat like i say i have to be careful i have to i have to be a professional about it there are a couple of irish shows where i had a cold in september and i was really struggling to get through i ended up getting through it but the the levels of stress were real because people have played paid close to 20 quid a ticket or something right and they deserve a show it's light entertainment, the show to me. That's what it is. You deserve a show. So my anxieties were, I, I don't want to let anybody down in that in, in that environment. Uh, but like, yeah, apart from that, like actually the physical playing of the songs, McCluskey songs, is is almost ludicrously easy. To the point where when when Julia played the McCluskey songs when we first did them for the like the more charity aspect. I mean, that was very much just Future of the Left does McCluskey songs. Right. Whereas now it is McCluskey Asterix. It's, it's a three-piece as the band was. And uh, th- that's that's the way it is. But both Julia and then Damien, when he was learning the, the bass lines, would just... Well, Julia didn't call me because we live in the same house because we're married. But she would say, is this it? And I'd go, <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's like, so... 
there's a song called The World Lives in a, is, in a, is a Bitch and um, yes. it goes it goes it goes and I'm going to really excite everybody by by singing tablature yes. but I'm going to sing <laughs> I'm going to sing tablature to you now right so so this is this is this is this is proper radio it goes non three 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 non five 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 non three 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 non five 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 and that's the whole song the only thing which changes is the emphasis in which it's played in different places that's it but that's the whole riff and that's not a claim that's clever or ingenious that's just what the riff was um and that can be a bit con- that can be a bit confusing but it's more that it's more the sound of the bass underpinning that song rather than the the, part, the the rhythm and the sound of it as opposed to the fucking you know the notes of course you can see at times why john who was the bass player in the he maybe got a bit bored playing one bass line for a whole song but but you know you can't teach patience <laughs> well and it's, it's got to be interesting that there's there's folks that never got to see that band the first time around too also so that's that's nice that they yeah they i would get... say i would say though 90 80 90 percent of the audiences were probably there the first time right but yeah some some much younger people as well i mean the show is definitely you definitely older doesn't mean there's no doubt. Well, <laughs> spoiler alert, we're all getting older because time is linear. But, uh, yeah, it, it's the whole thing has just been an incredible experience and also an experience where we actually got to make a little bit of, a little bit of money, which might sound like a crass thing to talk about, but it, it, it shows that it is possible. <laughs> to make to make money without whilst also being whilst also being incredibly ugly so there we are and so of course at some point one one would hope that there will be touring again has there been anything other than loose talk about bringing bringing that okay. and or future the left over to the u.s again since it's been so long well future the left isn't at all possible because it just isn't I mean, records haven't been released there for the last two since 2012, and the only way Future of the Left would work is I, I I can't imagine unless something weird happens. I can't imagine Future of the Left just and by not working. I mean, we could we could definitely play a couple of really good some really good shows in in seven of the cities which you know are the <laughs> biggest cities ever so so yeah. i won't say even what they are right but we'd we'd come over and we'd have a nice time and we'd lose with the 30 percent withholding tax plus the cost of the visas and the fact that having done it loads of times i i need i, I just want to tour in a splitter van and that doesn't make me a it doesn't make me Axel rose at this stage it makes me somebody who who wants to actually be able to sleep uh, as opposed to a guy in his mid twenties who can wing it anymore, I can't. I just I can't wing it anymore. I'm fine with a cheap motel, but there are certain things I just can't compromise on anymore when I'm doing a long tour. I just I just can't do it. I think that's um, na- that's natural. I mean, there's certain things that again you don't feel are important, or maybe just aren't important when you're younger, and then you're like, you know what? That has become important to me. No, it's it's actively it's it's actively enjoyable to sleep on people's sofas during your first six tours. It, yeah. It's 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 you meet people. You if you're a single young person, you think, hey, I might meet somebody. Um, you 
uh, and it's it's part of it. It's, it's exciting. It's an adventure. But the adventure for me now is almost purely in the music. Right. The, the the rest of it is the rest of it is fantastic, um, but the adventure is is contained within the time on stage. Now that's something which is it, it was always the focus for me, but now it's the it's as good as the it's as good as the entirety. Um, with so I would I would love because Future the Left has I mean we haven't had a rehearsal for a year because of various kid things, but also the fact we're all in different cities. And uh, Julia's job schedule. Jack's Jack's doing lots of drum teaching now, but it's it's very difficult to do things. Um, if that band ends up not doing anything more, it's it's just because things can't be sacrificed to to push it forward, which is a shame. But at this stage, without a without us moving, we've considered moving somewhere like maybe Bristol because of. But that's only if it works with Julia's job. Uh, I just, I, I want it to continue as a band very much, so it's still the passion. But I just don't see how it can continue at the minute, you know. So it's a, it's a, it's a work in pro in progress in that, in that sense. Because I'm in a position where basically my day job is looking after a child, uh, but. I have complete flexibility outside that because obviously I have a child with my wife who's also in the band uh, to do whatever. But well, I'm in a band with two people who also have children who don't have that flexibility. So you're only as flexible as your least flexible member, right. I suppose. That's what it comes down to. In terms of, and, and we need to get together to write write songs. We, we've got about nine great songs half written. But being half written is no fucking good to anyone. Um, in terms of in yeah. terms of McCluskey, it's easier to do because I can just go and do McCluskey stuff, and Julia will you know or pay for a babysitter here. Um, taking a a small child on tour is something for rich people, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah must be, must be yeah. wonderful for those that can. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, no, and it must be, and it, it and you know what? It still must be an incredible challenge. And that's not to say that those people don't think long and hard about how to do it properly. And and that must be absolutely the case. With McCluskey, it's more realistic because that band is, is more popular. Although well, I say that, it, yeah, it probably is more popular. The last, it, I reckon, uh, well, what, what am I saying I reckon? I, I look at the ticket sales and it's about 20%. 20, 25% more popular than Future the Left. It just is. On the basis of these shows we've just done recently because there's maybe more of a novelty to it. Um, I did speak to an, an agent about doing some shows in the States and even though there's the potential potential of some, and they said potentiality, sorry, I would have had to punch myself <laughs> in the balls if I'd gone through that. <laughs> the potential of some really <clears throat> Be very well proactive when shows. you do it too. <laughs> <clears throat> Absolutely. <laughs> There's a potential of some really well-paying shows, which would make it all make sense. But as opposed to say five, six years ago, when I I love touring the states, it's my favorite thing to do. Just to look out of a van window and see the Rockies go by, or just to talk to people in a bar in Seattle or whatever is just the the best time a person can have whilst also getting to play songs. Uh, but financially, I if I'm going away for 
home for three weeks. I need to come back with some proper money to pay for the childcare that I've, I've missed. Certainly, yeah. And and it's just not it's just not financially feasible. Even though that was if if I told you how much some of the fees were offered, then that would seem ludicrous to you. But I'm afraid when you do the sums and when you take off the the huge taxes, it's just the case you can't can't guarantee making money, and it's awful. But you, you go away for a month. You got a child at home. You got to look after them for a month. You're gonna to have to come back with several thousand pounds to pay for that. I mean, I live in London. The nursery where we live is like you know, it's the equivalent of about 140 bucks a day. Right. So it's not cheap. No, it's it's not cheap, and don't and they're they're a fanta- they're fantastic. I'm very happy to to leave my daughter there back in the before times. Yeah. You know, before all this before all this stuff happened. If I sound a bit mad at the minute is because I'm basically doing Monday to Friday nine or six just looking after an adorable small girl and it's not it's not really the constituency of rock music talk. <laughs> no, that's that's fine. And it, it's as 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 absolutely and genuinely magical an experience as it is. I mean, you get to play with fucking water pistols. When do you get to do that in your normal in your normal life? Yeah, sounds okay. Uh, yeah, you, you get to read some. You get to read lots of children's books, which frankly are a lot better than rock lyrics. Most of them. There's some really clever rhyme, rhyme schemes going on. The, the downside being that you end up writing a lot of sing-song sounding songs because this is everything that you do. Uh, but no, it's a it's large. And you get to play football as well. You get to go down the park and you get to play chase. And nobody looks. If as an adult, if you chase each other, you get you get you get strange looks, don't you? <laughs> little bit, little well, bit. Usually, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Look at those daft cunts playing chase in the bar. What's up with them? Whereas if you do it with a toddler, everyone says he's fine. He's playing chase with chases with the toddler. No, no, so. no one gives you a second look. <laughs> nobody gives you a second look. Um, so you know what? It's. It's 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 an incredible magical experience. I cannot. Yeah, I recommend it to everything except your back. <laughs> so uh, it's always a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much for for doing the show. Oh no, an, abs- an absolute pleasure. And you know, you know what? I I I never know. I never know unless it's radio one. I never know that there's going to be more than eleven people listening to anything. But it's just nice. It's just nice, nice to talk to to a friend and to do all that stuff as well. Well, you likewise, know, see, and I can tell you see, right now, it's more than eleven for sure. <laughs> more than eleven? Well, I'll, well, mate, that well, everything's a bonus. No, but you can't you can't talk with the with with an audience in mind. Is is my point? You know, you can't you can't think that this this is the uh, that you're speaking to to so many people or whatever. You've just got to have a conversation and. Obviously, we did touch on music at times. Every, every once in a while was discussed. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we got we, we certainly were we certainly were music adjacent at at least three junctures. So hopefully that'll be uh, hopefully that'll be sufficient. Well, if someone done. were to subtitle Protonic Reversal as music adjacent, I think we would be totally okay with that. That would be that would be music fine adjacent. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that that'll actually do. But no, an, an absolute pleasure. An absolute pleasure to speak to you, and uh, you, you enjoy. Hey, 
let's let's try and be positive. Enjoy, enjoy the pandemic as much as you can. Enjoy you know, your quarantine. Yes. Listen, at least at least get from it and like a, a personal narrative which can sustain you through the next phase of your life. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. No, no. Do <laughs> do that, but don't. But like I say, and don't be dismissive of people who end up cooped up in their flat and do a concept album around the the life of, of some fusilli, you know, uh, just don't, don't judge those people. Let them, I think there's been a lot, again, like a lot of sneering online, oh, imagine all the, the fucking shit novels. You're like, okay, yeah, I, I, I write my own shit novels. So I, 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 I get that. Maybe I'm being defensive, but maybe you should put something out into the world before you, yeah. you decry, you decry, you decry the things which are not even fucking out yet. I, I have a I have a real problem with people that are quick to jump on the hate train for things that also refuse to engage with things they like. I, I think that that's foolish. And I, I, well, that's the cowardly. thing. I have no I have no problem with buying a ticket for the hate train. But, but you, very you've, cheap got these be, days. You've, you've got to be you've got to you've also got to be putting something out into the fucking world. You know, yeah. tell me what you don't like. Yeah, but I want to hear what you like. I mean, sometimes you have to have that as a policy. I'm naturally inclined towards, at least I think I do, towards the fucking miserable. So I'm very quick or maybe overly keen sometimes to tell people about things I like. Because right. uh, I've discovered a thing I like. I must. You want to share it? Like, yes. Like, like, like this. I have a friend who said to me the, uh, the other week, he went, please don't tell me to read The Sisters Brothers again. You've told me to read that now eight times. If you tell me one more time, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to fucking land. You're like, okay, that must have been the thing I was telling myself to recommend to people around that time. But anyway, I know you've got another interview to do with a with a person from a proper band that people have actually heard of. So, <laughs> well, don't don't, so, don't sell yourself short, Falco. There, there's, there's plenty I will of people sell myself- that. Sir, I will sell myself medium. <laughs> Very well. Well, the you, the medium seller uh, is welcome on the show uh, at any time to talk to the affable misanthrope and uh, marvelous. And I hope to see you. In, I hope to see you in person uh, one day, you daft can. Yes, that would that would be that would be more than lovely. That would be wonderful. Marvelous. Take care. Kiss, kiss. Go well. Okay. Take care, brother. Bye. Ah, there he is. One of a kind. Hell of a guy, hell of a discography. Yeah. It's Falco, baby. So christianfitness.bandcamp.com to get at the Christian fitness stuff. No, not that. (laughs) Highly recommended. All the albums. We never, really, we never did talk about you or the ambulance, which is, which is the funniest thing about that bit is we, we did not in fact talk about you or the ambulance. But it's a great record. ChristianFitness.bandcamp.com. You can also get all the featured left stuff, or the McCluskey stuff, in all the different places that you would imagine you'd be able to get things. All right. There we go. Thank you for listening to another episode of Code Neutron's Protonic Reversal. 
This show airs on Radio Nope. Thursdays, usually. But also quite frequently these days. At other times. Usually 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, 5 p.m. Pacific. No idea what it is in London or Germany. Sorry. RadioNope.com, RadioNeutron.com for the archives. If you want to get the episode sooner, Patreon.com slash Protonic Reversal, dollar a month. Not that bad. Not that bad. Mr. and Mrs. America, all the ships at sea. No ads, no sponsors, no kidding. Anyone within the sound of my voice. Live listeners, we got Dwayne Dennison from Jesus Lizard up next. Stay tuned. I've got 50,000 watts of power. Thanks for those that have shared the show around. It helps people find out about it. I appreciate that. I'm using the Royal Wii in this case. (laughs) This microphone turns sound into electricity. Stay safe. Can you hear me now? And check you later. Out on Route 128, dark and lonely. I got my radio on. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? to my top 10. I'd like to thank our sponsor. But we haven't got a sponsor. Not if you were the last man on earth. She was prepared to prove it. This one goes out to a special girl. There is no special girl! It's the... It's the end of radio! 
The last announcer plays the last record. The last what? Leaves the transmitter. Circles the globe in search of a listener. Can you hear me now? if there's no one there to receive. It's the end of radio. As we come to the close of our broadcast day, This is a real goddamn!